If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello and welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Star Wars movies, one minute at a time. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. I'm Alex Robinson from AlexRobinson.fun. And we are wrapping up the credits of Solo, a Star Wars party. We, we put on, uh, we turn the house lights up, we put on Last Dance. The mm-hmm. Star Wars party is almost over. Um, you don't have to go the, home, but you can't stay here. It's true. Um, so we're, today we're talking about minute 132. 132. Uh, solo a Star Wars story. It starts with uh, additional sound designer David Accord. Accord. And it ends with uh, production assistant Faz Buffery. That's a gold Star Wars name. Yeah. Faz Buffery. The bounty hunter? <laughs> um... But yes, the uh, still we're still in the midst of Skywalker Sound at the beginning of this, and uh, mm-hmm. one of the names uh, from Skywalker Sound um, reminded me of something that came up recently. Um, there's a whole, apparently a whole podcast about it, um, but uh, people who have the last name Null, so there's a uh, Skywalker Sound head of production at Skywalker Sound is named John Null, not John Null. He was probably N-U-L-L? also N-U-L-L. Okay. And uh, that sometimes can wreak havoc with uh, being stored in a database. Um, because we had this problem. We had a, a, a subscriber. When I worked at a magazine, we had a subscriber with the last name of Null. And uh, it was my job to process names a lot of the time for digital purposes. When you put somebody's last name as Null into a database... You put their last name as null, and basically it's it's like no record. So like then you can't pull that back because they weird. It's it's like you know blank. So like if you were if you were talking to humans and you were like, I want to talk to John blank, and they'd be like, uh, which which John do you want? Fill in the blank. Like that's weird. And so there's a whole apparently a podcast episode about it that I haven't listened to yet, but I was talking to some friends about it that people with the last name null tend to tend to cause problems with uh with and of course there there are best practices when it comes to databases for ways to manage that that are you know 
Like if, if, if I'm having a problem with it, it means I'm doing something a little bit quick and easy. Sure. But, um, yeah. How strange. Null. John Null here, which also reminds me, remember that, you know, that comic strip XKCD? Uh-huh. Um, he did one about somebody named, uh, you know, somebody naming their kid, uh, something, you know, like. 20 go semicolon, to uh, you know, drop table, like something yeah. like some uh, MySQL command that uh, I, I forgot the exact syntax of it, but uh, something that when you put it into a database without going that extra mile, like we should have been with John Null, if you just put them in there as is, when you ran that, when you ran a search for them, it would erase the entire thing. Wow. And so he, he did a, a comic about naming them, naming them that and like, yeah, little, little Bobby tables, we call them. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like biological malware. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, John, no, made me think mm. of that. Uh, then I also, uh, speaking of John's, the score was mixed at five cat studios, hmm. five which cats. I looked, I had to look that up cause I was like, where is five cat? What is, what and where is five cat studios? And it turns out it's here in Los Angeles and it is John Powell's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's his home studio, but it's his personal studio. You go to their website and it's like, here's stuff by John Powell and his friends. The four and, other um, cats. And four other cats. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's five of them. Five cats got together, built a studio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dig it. I can, I can, uh, I'm hip. <laughs> Do you reach, Herbert? Um, but, uh, yeah, five cat studios. So it was recorded. It's interesting to see all the musicians and stuff that they listed and the, the choirs and all that. But then it, it all got recorded, then mixed to town at just somebody's house in L.A., basically. I do think it's very weird. Like you said, some of the people get like solo singers get mentioned, mm -hmm. but like the whole or the orchestra does not get like the individual members of the orchestra whom you mm -hmm. hear no credits for them. That's right. baffling to me that every... Every two-bit driver and a uh, guy who held a production assistant, like flagging people to the thing, got mentioned. So got they, it, helped. But, they helped. They helped. Well, no, what I'm saying, that... but if they get a mention, musicians should get a mention of it. They're, I agree. They're literally, you can hear them in the film. So yeah, I agree. Like the people yeah. who did like papa, papa, yeah. did not get yeah. listed in the credits, but uh, Mr. Photochem over there won't bring <laughs> him up again. Um, Mister, they call me Mister Photochem. <laughs> Uh, hey, let's, uh, let's give some props to some Pete's. Okay. Uh, in the prop department. Oh, perfect. Good start. Supervising dressing props. Peter Watson. Hmm. Uh, set deck scenic painters. Nice. One of them is Peter Rhodes. R-H-O-D-E-S. Like Rhodes. Oh. Uh, I can't say Rhodes anymore, but you know what I mean. You can Rhodes is like a scholar. Yeah. Um, like Rhodey, Rhodey from like, uh, Iron like Man. James Rhodes. There you go. Like Iron Man's friend. Like War Machine. Not the first. Not the first War Machine. The second War Machine. Who was the first War Machine? Uh, yeah, How Howard. The, the uh, they replaced him. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, Terrence Howard. <laughs> you mean? Yeah, Terrence Howard. Right. I think you mean in the comics there was somebody who was War Machine before Rhodey was, and I was like, oh, who? Was no, no, War no. Machine? I mean, but no, you comics. Mean, yeah, Terrence Howard. What? And, what are you talking about? Comics. Hey. Uh, senior props modeler, Peter Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, two props modelers, not the senior props modeler, but two junior, not, not junior props modelers, they're just regular props modelers. Like we were talking about, you know, pre-viz, post-viz. 
There's yeah. your standard garden variety prop. What are they? Prop. Props modelers. Props modelers. One of them is Peter Sellers, but with an A. S-E-L-L-A-R-S. Mm-hmm. And the other one is uh, our uh, swim, our former guest of the show and Swimwe member. No, Swimmels member. Pete Fielding. Oh. The chairman. Um, there are two. I got two more Pete's here. Okay. Um, I've got animatronic designer. Okay. Pete Hawkins. Pete Hawkins. That's a good name. Yeah. That's a strong, solid name. And, uh, Can I rewind a little bit? Pete's, please, Pete Sell- please. Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. We yesterday we we had a lot of fun uh, ribbing with Stephen Saddam King Hussein. and, and yeah. Saddam Hussein. Do you think Pete's Peter Sellers? Because I feel like Peter Sellers is like aging out as a reference. Yeah. So I don't like, think he, he died in 1980 or something. So like I, I had to be later than that. I think, but eh, maybe I don't know. But but yeah, in, it, in the eighties, we'll say yes. If you give your full name at Starbucks as Peter Sellers, they're not going to know or care. But if you give it to Stephen King or Saddam Hussein, they're going to know and they're going to care. Yeah, that's a tougher... Uh, Peter Sellers, Saddam Hussein, and Stephen King walk into a bar. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, now, do you think his parents did that intentionally, even though their name was slightly different? <sighs> they're like, oh, Sellers. You think it's Maybe a they, they convinced themselves but that because it was spelled with an A at the end. It would be different enough. It would be different. Yeah. Um, well, what about Junior Mold Maker mm, Peter moldy. Tyndale? I think he can get away with it. I don't think people are going to confuse him with the other Peter Tyndales. Right. Or is it Tyndall? Um, and here's an Tyndale. interesting thing that I noted. Maybe it's because I am looking at the, like I said, I've got the international edition because of the 3D, mm-hmm. but uh, Junior Mold Maker is M-O-U-L-D. Hmm. So I don't know if it's because it was mainly uh, they were working in Britain or these, you know, like British mold makers get to be M-O-U-L-D and, and uh, Americans don't get to drop the U or is it, did the credits change? If I'm watching this in the UK. That is a very interesting question. Maybe it depends where the work was done. If they worked in the UK, then they're a mold That's what I'm maker. thinking, yeah. But whereas, if you work here, if you're a mold done maker. It, yeah. You got to go over to, you got to go over to London and earn your U. Mm-hmm. Um, should I, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to scrub through and go to the credits uh, uh, live while we're doing it on Disney Plus or anything like that. But That would be very unprofessional. Um, although let that is know, all my us, all my piece us, for this, so okay. Well, maybe while you, well, you, I'm assuming that you have something to talk about. You know, maybe, I do have some but, things. Uh, maybe I will look up. I'll I'll get that going while you do that. Well, one thing we talked about last week that was uh, got had put a little stone in my shoe was the the hod hod modeler. Yeah do do mm-hmm. you uh do do you know what that means? I looked you, it up. <laughs> I feel like I do, but then I don't. So no, I'll say no. 
No, uh, it's it's an uh, I don't remember if it's an acronym or an abbreviation. I don't remember what the other one is. That's not an acronym. Mm. Anyway, it stands for head of department. Oh yes, head I was told that. Oh department. So that's what the HOD is, and people can let us know in the comments if that is an acronym or a abbreviation. Initialism. 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 Um, yes. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So uh, one thing I noticed in this in this minute is we get the credits for the the assistance to the various bigwigs who worked on the movie. And you can tell yeah. they're bigwigs because they're identified as Mr. or Ms. or whatever. It says, like, mm. assistant to Mr. Howard, assistant to um, uh, John Kasdan. So when I was wondering, like, who are these people? Like, <laughs> specifically, yeah, I was some wondering... Some of the names I didn't know who they were. They're all... The, all the ones you don't recognize are all producers of various yeah, uh, stripes. So, um... Like, weirdly, like, I assume Woody Harrelson has some kind of assistant, but he doesn't, he or she does not get credited hmm. in the movie. So it's only like uh, executive assistants, not, not like uh, hired help assistants. Yeah, but you still, I mean? most of the time, I think actors' assistants get, I mean, lead actors' assistants would get thrown in there, right? Unless it maybe it's only if they're like executive producer, if they got yeah, like a vanity yeah. credit in there, then they got to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I so my question was does is it the kind of thing where Ron Howard Ron Howard's personal assistant in this film was Tristan Battersby okay and I was wondering does Trist is Tristan Ron Howard does a lot of stuff he makes a lot of films we discussed last week he has over one thousand producing credits to his name is right. Tristan Battersby always his assistant that would seem like a logical thing like if i have an assistant they would basically follow me around from project to project because i would mm -hmm. like either that or they just kind of graduate out of it or whatever you know yeah um but so tristan battersby has worked with ron howard before uh, hmm. peculiarly she was also harrison ford's uh assistant on blade runner 2049 and hmm. on the force awakens uh i thought that was kind of an interesting um and also, hmm. so Josh, Whedon's, Josh Whedon's assistant on the uh, ill-fated Justice League, uh, hmm. his ill-fated Justice League um, thing. Well, he, so he definitely um, needed some assistance on that one. So. <laughs> she earned her yeah. pay that day. So, um, did oh, I just uh, update? Went we through the credits Mulder, here. Pete, do we have a Mulder update? Uh, the junior mold maker, Peter Tyndale, has his U on Disney Plus. So mm. it is. The credits are not location specific. So Got it. There we go. Um, Noted. Good to know. Uh, so in the other, so they also had the assistant, uh, Rebecca Karch, mm -hmm. uh, who was the assistant for Lord Miller. And I was wondering, like, yeah. 
they get the heave ho, does that mean the assistant also gets the heave ho? Right. And uh, turns out they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the good news is that Lord Miller have worked with Rebecca Karch several times. Uh, sh- she was on the Lego Batman uh, movie. And in the Lego, the s- movie. I agreed. The second Batman movie, the second Lego movie, she was listed as an associate producer. Hmm. So, uh, so that seems to be a case of, I assume associate producer is higher up in the pecking order than, than uh, personal assistant. So, yeah. um, or assistant. It doesn't say personal assistant. It just says right, assistant, assistant too. 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 So, uh, and my so last I, assistant note. Just no, I, I, I'm assuming that's kind of like a PA, like a production assistant, but just specifically tied to that. So instead of being like the person who's out, like, you know, telling people they can't walk on the sidewalk. Yeah. Or, you know, putting out cones or whatever. They're, they're the person. Their just job is just to, you know, hang out with the producer and see whatever they need. So I would be, I would be very, like I do, I would be very interested actually in just in talking to someone about what the job actually entails. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rebecca, Tristan, if you're out there, give us a call, call 8 Day Greedo. Let us know uh, what it was like. Hmm. <laughs> the last one I have a note on is uh, Mr. Kasdan's assistant. Does Which say- Mr. Kasdan? Doesn't say. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that would be Katie Hargrove, um, who, uh, interestingly, uh, since this has, since Solo was made, uh, her, she was a uh, one on Jeopardy in March of 2022. She was a Jeopardy contestant and she won $19,000 over two hmm. days. So, uh, I mean, job it's the same Katie one. Hargrove. It is the same yeah. one. Um, so, uh, go figure. Nice. Yeah, if he uh, apparently, um, I guess not surprisingly, um, every single person who seems to have been on Jeopardy has like there's a Jeopardy file, like a Jeopardy Wikipedia, where every mm. person who's been on they tell you what they won, a brief bio, and all that stuff like that. So, uh, mm. congratulations to Katie Hargrove on her nineteen thousand dollar win. Have you ever applied to be on Jeopardy? I think you'd be a good no. Jeopardy person. No, no interest. I haven't. I not that there's no interest. I just haven't. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm not. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I would make that. I feel like there's a like there's an extra level there that I might not be good at. Well, I don't know. Mm. Tough to tell. I mean, I you know I can hang with some of the people that we know that have been on Jeopardy. So it's it. who do we know that's been on Jeopardy? Uh, Elliot Kalen is on Jeopardy. Um, my uh, you don't know him, but uh, or my. Friend of mine who used to um, run trivia in New York that I used to go to all the time. I, I went, I've gone with Wyshynski. Wyshynski should be on Jeopardy too. Greg and I went to uh, uh, this guy's trivia when we were in New York from time to time, uh, independently and together more than once. Uh, Tony, Tony Hightower. Hi, Tony. Um, he was on Jeopardy. A hmm. couple of other, I'm, I'm forgetting somebody. When Elliot was on, was he on regular Jeopardy or was he on Celebrity Jeopardy? No, he was on regular. He's not, you know, we forget that podcast world is not real world. (laughs) Well, I mean, but he was like a writer for The Daily Show and stuff. He could have been on it in that context. Uh, Sadly, we live in a world where writers aren't celebrities for for most people. Unless you're Stephen (laughs) King. You're right. You you got to pull double duty in the digital art department. (laughs) Um Maybe he was researching a book on the horror. I mean, uh, horror. He was going to do a horror movie set in the... Uh, 
I, you know, Elliot is a celebrity in our world, in our heart, but not yeah. on, not to TV. He's not a draw to, to most okay. TV goers. I tried Elliot. I know. I, I, <laughs> I support that, but I just don't think it would happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so if that's all our credits, uh, stuff, I was going to uh, bring up the topic we, uh, I kicked till today. Fine. Bring it up. <laughs> Well, it's like what if no, people love people love what if scenarios. Oh, yes, what and if I was, Dracula I'm, bit Wolverine? Wow. Would his healing factor be able to cure the vampirism immediately, or would he become a vampire? Wow! And then, if he did become a vampire, would he be able to go out in the sunlight because his healing factor could heal? I'm gonna say he would um, still become a vampire. Because okay. I feel like vampirism is a supernatural thing. It's a mm. it's a magic basically. So it's mm -hmm. not it's not um it wouldn't be it would not be uh, fought off by his uh, healing factor. Okay. And but then once he is, so if he if he is a then a vampire with a healing factor, can he go out in the sun and stuff like that? Can he get staked in the heart and he, recover? Well, I don't think he'd be staked in the heart only because he has an adamantium skeleton, and that's probably hmm. like how would you how would he get through it? But mm -hmm. but um, per oh boy, I would say perhaps if you did somehow manage to stake him in the heart, it hmm. would kill the vampire part of Wolverine, but then his hmm. biological body would then kick in, and he would so not. He would just be a human. He would just be returned to mortal form. You mean a mutant? You mutant. Almost a mutant. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, um, can he go I, in the sun? I will I, say yes, but it would be uncomfortable because he would constantly be like he would have like a he would just have the feeling of like a sunburn all the time. Right. All right. And then let's write this. Or do somebody else? Somebody already wrote this one, right? This a, Wolverine has to have fought a vampire at some point. Well, no, fact, they I did. Remember, the X Men fought yeah. Dracula in like the early eighties, yeah. I think. Yeah. The more I uh, read of the, whenever I reread Chris Claremont's X Men, it always seemed like he was just um, taking whatever was popular at the time. And just, oh yeah, now the X Men fight uh, Alien. Oh, now yeah, they fight uh, totally. this other thing that's going on. <laughs> uh, so here's my what if scenario. What if um, let's pretend that Star Wars the film has never mm -hmm. happened? Okay. Let's see you pretend later. <laughs> All right. Well, let's pretend that um, Solo was the first in a series of films, which would then, a la the Avengers, so mm -hmm. it would culminate in the big mm -hmm. crossover episode, which would be Star Wars Star would Wars. be the big thing where you brought Solo and all these characters together into one story. Mm -hmm. So let's pretend, yeah, that it's like the first okay. Avengers movie. Okay. What would the subject of the other, what would the subject of the other entries in the soul in the you know in the standalone star wars stories be right keeping in mind you're setting up what happens in star wars like if it's gonna be like solo everything has to be dovetailed together neatly mm -hmm. to basically end with the events of star wars right uh so you would have to have a princess leia you would have yeah. like the, you know, essentially the first, instead of Rogue One, you would have essentially like the first episode of the Star Wars radio drama right. as a movie. Focusing on Princess Leia's... Um, Stealing the plans and... Diplomacy and... And 
her, you know, pursued by rebel agents and all that yeah. stuff. And the other, so the other rule is that much the same way that everything Han Solo says in Star Wars is explained in the Solo film, Kessel Run, the mm -hmm. ship, all that stuff like that. Everything we know about Princess, everything she refers to or would have right. to be depicted in the film. So for instance, um, because uh, I'm assuming that Darth Vader and Princess Leia met before Star Wars because right. he says, you weren't on any mercy mission this time. Like right. it implies that there's some kind of... Be so bold. She obviously yeah. knows Amelia. Yeah. So there would have to be, that would have to be a scene in the film. Which right. works with the with the sort of sure. political thing that you're talking about. But it wouldn't be like, yeah, it would totally be like they meet at, you know, like the Senate or something like that. Because right. he's in yeah. like, you know, Palpatine's booth. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just like at the opera. And her, yeah, diplomatic mission, which that would yeah. be her. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, okay. Stinky Tarkin. She'd have to meet Tarkin right. and be like, ooh. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> maybe Tarkin like just finished. Like or, doing some heavy yard work and stuff <laughs> when she when he meets Princess Leia and, and he's all sweaty and gross. Or and that would be like somebody else, like Captain Antilles or something. It's just like, oh man, have you ever like you know you ever get you ever talk to Tarkin real close? Like he smells. And Leia being like, really? <laughs> so somebody else brings it up to her, and then when she yeah she doesn't know every she doesn't even notice it, but then when she sees him, she's like, oh, I got that that yeah. that I got that cudgel that I can use. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, obviously the love interest in that would be Dutch. That's right. Hutch, Hutch Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was even thinking it could be building up to the Senate, like maybe a part of the film would be that they're talking about dissolving the Senate and stuff. Cause mm -hmm. then in Star Wars, we've learned right. that the Senate in fact has been. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. That would be the last. Polluted. Maybe that would be. The droids would have to be in it. The last. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out, would the droids just be in the Princess Leia movie? Yes. yes. They wouldn't get their own movie. I thought about it, but I felt like it would too much of it would 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 like mm -hmm. I mean, it could be like droids where they have all sorts of crazy adventures and then right. just wind up with Princess Leia. Right. But um so yeah, Solo, Leia, Obi-Wan, like, would you do Obi-Wan and Luke? Would you do like the essentially what we thought the Obi-Wan TV show was going to be? Would you do that as like a one-off movie? Well, Luke is actually the one I had the most because Luke is oh, the one. Luke, I couldn't even think of what Luke would be. I was going to skip Luke because I don't oh, think no. he would get his own movie. Uh, no, What's I he think he's just hanging out on a farm. Well, you know, I, but yeah, then it could just not be true. American he's Graffiti. Got... Oh, so as I say, I called it Anchorhead Graffiti because it would hmm. be, you'd have to show, basically you could even do the same exact structure of American graffiti where it's like Biggs and all those guys are getting ready to leave town and this is their last night on the planet. So, right. Um, you could have them bullseye womp rats because mm -hmm. he refers to that. Biggers um, Canyon. You could have, oh, you have to have uncle Owen and Emperor lying to him about who his father was, mm -hmm. you know, his navigator on a spice fighter, uh, established that he's a good pilot. That's of mm -hmm. course, you know, uh, the best bush pilot in the galaxy. Yeah, Again, exactly. So. This is like the other episode. Maybe this is the first episode of the the first couple of episodes of the, the radio, radio drama. drama are right. are these exactly what we're talking about? I think. Yeah, I don't um, know if there's a Han Solo one by itself, but this would be a good companion to that. Then Kenobi's the tough one. Well, Obi Wan is the tough one. I feel like mm -hmm. because do you? It seems like once you get to the stuff. 
all the stuff Obi-Wan talks about is all stuff that happened where with Anakin where he fought Darth right. Vader and all that stuff. Right. So, and then, so maybe you could have basically, almost like Revenge of the Sith would almost be like the Obi-Wan film. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're just basically showing what happened. Although I would make it where you didn't know that Anakin turned into Darth Vader. Right. Like Anakin, you would see Anakin fall into the lava pit. Kenobi leaves. That's the end of it. Mm-hmm. That way, when he does show up, and you do learn, it's still a shock that this is this is actually right. Anakin in this in this getup that he's in. Right. So, um, and to throw things off a little bit, I was going to propose a Greedo film. I thought about that for a second because <laughs> <clears throat> then when he shows up, you're like, "Oh, it's Greedo. We're going to find out. We finally going to find out what happens to him." And then he gets killed instantly. Right. <laughs> Well, I was originally going to say a Boshek film, because that well, would be yeah. even more of a fake out, because people would be like, what? That was it? Boshek was barely in it. He didn't do anything. He did nothing. So, um... Anyway. Um, maybe a Wedge movie? Oh, a Wedge Because that sets up, then you get the pilot thing, so that when you, when you see, you know, some of those other guys yeah. that you see at the end would be in that. Oh, yeah. Well, you could do even do like a, uh, like a maybe Wedge and Porkins together kind of, you know, a bunch mm. of the pilots, like on a crew kind Pedge, of thing. Workins, which, which would it be? Pedge, I think. Pedge. Workins. Hmm. What's uh, Wedge's first name? That is his first name. Oh, that's right. Wedge Antilles. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. And Jack Porkins. So, mm-hmm. so it would actually be like Jedge. <laughs> Jedge. Or Weck. No, no. Yeah, Weck. Jedge. I like Jedge. Jedge. Um, My name is Jedge. So yeah, so there you go. So there's some, uh, there's some food for thought. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really like the, the American Graffiti Anchorhead uh, yeah. idea. Um, so uh, yeah, there we go. That's right. everything for minute 131, unless you have something else. No. No, no, it's no, 132. Sorry, not under 131, 132. You're closing out this episode. I am. Am I? I am. Look, I'm doing you it are. now. Uh-huh. Um, well, we, uh, if you can think of somebody else that we're forgetting that would be uh, one of the uh, Avengers of Star Wars, um, find us. The best way for us to talk about it right now is probably to find us on social media. Go to uh, Star Wars Minute, at Star Wars Minute on Twitter at the Star Wars Minute on Instagram, the Star Wars Minute Listener Society on Facebook, which is starwarsminute.com slash Facebook. You could go to Reddit, go to our Star Wars Minute and uh, talk there about the episodes and stuff. And hey, we do have a TikTok at the Star Wars Minute, but uh, it's only about two things there right now, I think. So maybe we'll come back and do some of those in the hiatus, but... Uh, we'll surprise everyone. Yeah. With our but uh, yeah, dance. if you can if you can think of one, let us know over there, and then we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new Star, Star Wars, Wars mini.